This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Joita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. We've got one more topic for you. Statistics Canada. I always struggle with that one. Statistics Canada. I don't know why. Says the proportion of Canadians who speak predominantly French at home has decreased in nearly all the provinces and territories, including Quebec. The only one where it's gone up is the Yukon. The agencies, Eric Caron, Malefon, says the 2021 census data shows English was the first official language spoken by three out of four Canadians, and that's an increase since 2016. In contrast, the proportion of Canadian with French as first official language spoken uh, decreased from 22.2% in 2016 to 21.4% in 2021. He also says the number and proportion of Canadians whose first official language in English has been rising since 1971. A few more notes from the data. The data shows a slight decrease in the number of people who speak Indigenous languages. And the 2021 census also shows that 4.6 million Canadians predominantly speak a language other than English or French at home. Here once again is Eric caron Melanfort saying the proportion of Canadians who speak a non-official language at home has also been increasing for decades. In 2021... One in eight Canadians predominantly spoke at home a language other than English or French, which represents an increase since uh, the last census, and it's increasing um, over, over the decades. Language is often seen as one of the things that makes Canada a cultural tapestry. Michelle, do you find these findings affirm that? I definitely do. And I find them very interesting on a number of levels. But yeah, this Canada has a reputation of allowing many different cultures to to coexist and, and, and thrive in, in their own ways. And I think the census is going to be more fodder for that reputation, frankly. Um, there are whole other political angles around perceived downsides of that. Uh, this is not an issue that gets unanimous praise and, and excitement, but I definitely think that this will speak to Canada's reputation as a place that welcomes people of all cultures and allows them to sort of keep living their lives and preserving those cultures and languages. Juida, I'm sure geography plays into this quite a bit, but spending some time walking around downtown Toronto or downtown Vancouver or downtown Calgary or downtown Montreal would certainly affirm that anecdotally, but do you find these findings affirm the nature by which language can be part of the Canadian cultural tapestry? Yes, I think so, 100%. As you said, certainly that is more evident in places like downtown Toronto or Vancouver than maybe other parts of the country, but it is clear that, at least if you look at the census data, that many more Canadians are reporting being bilingual, even trilingual, and not just bilingual in French and English, but bilingual in, in languages other than French and English, which is really exciting for me. As an uh, as someone from an immigrant family, I know there's a lot of head shaking that goes on about, you know, second generation uh, kids not being able to speak the languages uh, and speak their quote-unquote mother tongues, uh, being able to speak the, the languages that their parents spoke at home. So this is a very much an affirmation of the fact that, um, Canada is, in some respects, very multilingual, but of course, um, 
I, I was especially happy to see that there was a spike in South Asian languages. I won't, I won't deny that. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think there are some downsides and I'm sure we can dig into it, but certainly it, it does, it does affirm the sense that if you uh, speak a language other than English and French, you are probably in a really good position to at least in your private lives, continue to speak that language. There, uh, there is of course some blowback in one of the provinces where you're finding that is Quebec. Uh, one of the uh, people who represents the president of the Société Nationale de Québec à Laval, uh, Jean Desautels, uh, came out yesterday and basically said this is another example of how the French language is threatened or under threat by other cultures and languages in the country, which I suppose is something of a predictable result. Guys, this is kind of a Captain Obvious question, so let's kind of keep our responses to 30 seconds or less. But Michelle, how do you see this potentially playing out on the campaign? trail in Quebec over the next two months. Oh my, this is going to be grist for the mill for uh, Francois Legault as he seeks re-election. That, uh, that vote's coming on October 3rd. That party has faced a ton of controversy over Bill 21, a very controversial language law that we've discussed at length here on the panel. Uh, this, I'm sure, is going to give him all kinds of fodder to keep touting his party's path forward and, and what he will probably frame as success with the passage of Bill 21. And I strongly suspect that language and French in particular is probably going to be, if not the dominant, at least one of the dominant issues of the campaign. Joita, I like the expression Michelle used there, grist for the mill. I, I feel like this is also going to play out on the campaign trail very significantly over the next two months. What do you think? I think Michelle took the words from my mouth is what I think. Uh, no, I completely agree with <laughs> We've done it again. <laughs> we had a little bit of a, a mind melt going on there. But no, definitely this is a, a gift to Francois Legault and the ADQ ahead of the campaign. And it's really going to feed into those fear that the French language is on the decline. And this will certainly become an issue moving forward in the campaign. So uh, what I would be interested in, though, just bear in mind, this is uh, about the use of French in people's private lives. So there is data forthcoming about using French in the workplace. And one of the things that the language bill uh, does, in addition to sort of putting a lot of pressure on immigrants to learn French within six months, I think we talked about this, uh, is also sort of require more and more businesses to use French in Quebec as the uh, the business language of the, the, mm -hmm. the primary, so yeah. really primary communication the primary yeah. language. I'd be very interested to see when that other data comes out about use of French in the workplace, uh, about how that actually feeds into or takes away from the campaign. I, I want it coming out though is after the election. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, well, have a clear well, there we go. Uh, lots, lots of wiggle room on that one. Okay, guys, we have about two minutes and 30 seconds left here. And I kind of want to end on some positivities in regards to a major takeaway from this data, because I do think it's kind of awesome. It speaks to many of my experiences growing up in Montreal, where most of my friends' households spoke non-official languages primarily. You'd think I might have picked up some Greek, Italian, or Hindi along the way. But I think it's kind of I think it's kind of incredible. And I think it does speak to almost an older perception we had of Canada of maybe 150 years ago, when so many cities had great thriving cultural sectors that could have been Greeks or Italians or Irish. I know Irish folks speak English, but spend time in an Irish household and it's a totally different language. Um, but Michelle, kind of a big takeaway in regards to, is, again, I know I'm coming back to sort of the tapestry question, but sort of a big takeaway here from, from some of this, from some of this data. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it speaks a lot to, to, I think, Canada's identity. This is really going to do a lot to shore up 
a lot of common perceptions of Canada as as not only a welcoming place, but one with two official languages. It's worth noting. I mean, the fact that we have two official languages and one of them is spoken in 21 or so percent of, of, of households, that's still pretty significant. So French still has a strong place here. Uh, the decline is a bit troubling given the fact that it is a it is one of the official languages. I would love to see more pushes towards multilingualism in light of the society we live in. I hope that that kind of trend catches on. I know I personally feel very lucky that I can speak both English and French, but I wish I spoke more. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. not just just because, like, my interest in that is largely just because I think it would be cool. But for a lot of people, I think it would be a real edge to navigate Canadian society to have many languages in the arsenal. It's something that struck me a lot since I moved to, uh, especially since I moved to Toronto, that I wish I had maybe some Eastern European languages or Spanish available to me with the number mm-hmm. of people I meet. Uh, Joita, you got 30 seconds here, but I mean, you have 30 seconds in regards to your closing thought on this. Well, I think it's a, there are some important takeaways. Remember the number of French users is actually, uh, the French speakers has actually increased, but it has gone down proportionately be, uh, because the number of people speaking languages others, uh, other than English and French has gone up. So I think it's very positive. It shows that Canada is very multilingual. What I would like to see is greater opportunities for education in languages other than English and French. Right now you have French immersion, and of course you can get an English language education in Ontario or in other provinces, but it would be really nice to be able to sp- learn to speak other languages and read them right there as well. Yeah, do it Norway style. Got to graduate with three languages when you graduate from a Norwegian high school. Joita, thank you for this. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Michelle, you have a great weekend as well. We'll talk to you on Monday. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.